Rusty Quill presents. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everything I'm about to say is incredibly lame, and I'm sorry, but I kind of feel like I have to say it out loud just to convince myself that it's actually real. It feels really good to have someone to talk to. Not even just someone to talk to, but someone to talk to about all of this stuff. For a while there, I thought that I would just have to keep on getting used to being alone. Forever. And I like to think I was getting pretty good at it, but I definitely wasn't. I literally just stay in my house all day, essentially talking to myself. I mean, I guess I talked to Bella, but the conversation is pretty one-sided. Alright, well, to the surprise of nobody, I don't really have anything going on today. I know. I know. Super, super duper weird. So I have nothing to do today except exactly what John said. Read more of those letters. 
try and feel a little bit better about my current situation. Plus, who knows what would actually happen if I stop reading. Time could stop again. If I refuse to read anything, will I just continue to be trapped here for the rest of my life? If continuing to read those letters gives me even the slightest chance of getting out of here someday, I need to keep doing it. The way I see it, the only thing that can do is help. The light is out again. How does the bulb keep burning out? It's not like it gets a ton of use. Weird. Uh, this is pretty odd. Even with my phone's flashlight, it seems darker than usual. Like my light isn't reaching as far as it usually does. I'm just tired, I guess. Or the dark is just messing with me. Okay, there's the door. I'm just gonna go in and grab a few of the... What? What the fuck is that? Look, I, I know that I can get very forgetful and sometimes I just can't recall basic things, but I know for a fact that there was never another cabinet this close to the door. Did someone break in and try to block this door from the inside? Come on, Nate, think. If someone broke into your basement and tried to block it from the inside, then that would mean... That would mean they're still in the room. Hey! I'm armed! If you're in that room, get the fuck out! There's... There's nobody else here. But something is different in here. I've never actually sat down and counted exactly how many of these cabinets are down here before, but there definitely appears to be more than there were last time. All of the cabinets that I do remember are all in the same spots that I left them, but the two cabinets here on the left they appear to be brand spanking new. Well, new to me. They look old as shit. They're all dirty and rusted over. How did they get down here? Even with that weird little hatch that appeared, there's no way that a couple of these giant cabinets would be able to fit through it. Wait. Th this is just like that letter. <laughs> that really narrows it down. Great thinking, Nate. Uh, the letter from last year, I think? In it, there was this guy whose house seemed to be changing all around him. He would go down his stairs, and then by the time he had to go back up, there would all of a sudden be a few more steps than he remembers. First off, that's really strange. Second, unless it's something crazy like an extra five plus steps, how would they even notice? 
unless they're walking down each step going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, etc. I don't know how they would have noticed. I'm just projecting my own lack of awareness on the letter guy. My point is... Is that what's happening here? I... I'd rather not be down here right now. Okay, I'm just gonna grab a few of these real quick. Uh, this one, this one, and here. That should be enough for now. Back upstairs. Um, I'm just gonna choose to ignore how much bigger this room feels right now. Yep, definitely don't feel the need to talk about that right now. Maybe I've just been too happy lately. I've been so happy that I just haven't been paying attention to everything that is around me. It's kind of difficult to not notice that I can't leave my street, or that time isn't working, but... Other than that, what other things could have changed? Maybe if I just keep reading, it'll lead me to some sort of answers, or possibly lead me to Jess. Maybe. But that'd be crazy. None of the letters have mentioned anything that could bring me closer to her. Jim was probably just bullshitting me. How would he even know about Jess? Whatever. Fuck Jim. Alright. Let's see what's going on in these damn letters. Okay, this is a long one. There appears to be no address. Weird how some of these just don't have that. Alright. Um, it has been months since that night and I still can't bring myself to talk about it. What happened that night will stick with me until the day that I die. Which I think may be soon. Damn. Dark. Uh... To help you understand why I had to do what I did, I need to start from the beginning. My family has been struggling to make ends meet for a while now. Our world came crumbling down a little over a year ago. I genuinely thought that we had the perfect family. I had no reason to think otherwise. We had the twins just about to head into their junior year. We had the ideal marriage. At least, that's what it looked like. That illusion was shattered on Christmas Day last year. I left in the early afternoon to head to the cemetery to see my mom and dad, like I do every year. I like to go at least once every few months, but I always make it a point to visit during the holidays. My kids were over a friend's house while my husband was at home cleaning up after a big Christmas breakfast. Or, so I thought. I walked through the door and saw that the house was still a mess. The table was still covered in flour and egg from the pancake feast from earlier in the day. The sink full of dirty dishes. There was no cleaning done whatsoever. I saw that my husband's car was in the garage, but I couldn't find him in any of his usual lounging spots in the house. And then I heard some shuffling noises coming from our bedroom. I opened the door and then there right in front of me was my husband, the father of my children, in bed with one of our son's classmates. Oh shit. 
I told the kids that night that I would be divorcing their father. But I, I couldn't tell them the real reason. They practically worshipped that man. If I told them what I caught their father doing, that would absolutely destroy them. I couldn't do that to them. Within two weeks, I was out of that house. I moved into a small apartment a few miles away. I'm not sure what he said to the kids, but they refused to talk to me. They assumed that because I'm the one that moved out, I must be the one in the wrong. They figured I left him for another man. I'm ashamed to admit, but this drastic life changed. Losing my family, my house, it put me in a little bit of a depression. And I used alcohol to deal with it. I began drinking to the point of being sick, and I ended up missing many shifts at work. I was a midwife at the local hospital. Because of all of the missed work, I ended up losing my job. Which led me to an even deeper depression. Which my wonderful husband weaponized and used against me in court. He got everything in the divorce. The house, full custody of the kids, everything. He is the one that cheated and I am the one that has to pay for it. So while he gets to go on and live the bachelor lifestyle that he so clearly wants, I have to figure out how to get back into the workforce and make some money. Both kids are at that point where they should be seriously thinking about where they want to go to school, and I know that my ex doesn't plan ahead enough to help them be able to afford it. I'm sure he's already gone to their college funds to pay for some of those guys' weekends he loves to go on. I needed to get back to work as soon as I could. I begged the hospital for my job back, but they weren't nearly as understanding as I thought they would be. They refused to even consider the possibility of bringing me back. Helping women bring new life into this world is what I was put on this earth to do. I decided to try my hand at becoming a doula. I figured that not everyone would be able to afford the hospital. It's 1990. Hospital bills can balloon to astronomical amounts. So I started advertising. I may have lost my job at the hospital, but I'm still a licensed medical professional. After putting it out in the paper, slowly but surely requests for my services were coming in. For the most part, every job coming in was typical. The most peculiar one up to that point was a couple that requested a water birth. They had a kiddie pool set up and everything. I've never seen that before. That all pales in comparison to what happened in early August. August 1990. That's my birth month. I had no idea how far back some of these letters go. I received a call early in the morning. They just told me the price they were willing to pay me and gave me an address where I needed to be that night. They said that my discreetness would be rewarded handsomely. Knowing what the price of your average college tuition is, I couldn't afford not to take the job. When I got to the address that was relayed over the phone, I was surprised to see just this large blue barn on the edge of the woods. Prentice, if I remember correctly. 
I distinctly remember hearing the sounds of owls in the trees and the wind rustling up the branches. I remember it so well because the second I stepped through the door and into that barn, it got silent. Painfully silent. It was completely unnatural. You couldn't even hear your own feet stepping on the ground. When I look around the room, a cold shiver shot up my spine and stayed there. In the back center of the room, there appeared to be some sort of altar, with a few small white candles lit on top. There was no source of electricity in this barn. Everything appeared to be lit by candle. In my peripheral, I began to notice them. Along every wall, there appeared to be hooded men just standing there, waiting for something. I couldn't see any of their faces. They were all obscured by the oversized hoods. In the center of the room, there was what looked to be blankets laid out on the floor that were surrounded by these strange markings. They looked like just triangles etched into the wood. They were all different sizes and they were overlapping. They were everywhere. And there on top of the blankets was a man holding the hand of a very pregnant woman laying on her back. She looked as if she was screaming in pain, but I couldn't hear a thing. The room was silent. I was completely terrified, but I know that the woman needed help. She was in labor and I had a job to do. I walked over to the couple and did everything I could to make this birth go smoothly. I, I tried to talk her through everything, but I couldn't find the words. Nothing would come out of my mouth. I didn't understand what was going on, but I persisted. It wasn't until the head was crowning that I noticed that the hooded figures were moving in closer. And then it wasn't until the newborn was silently crying in my arms that I noticed the hooded figures were standing around us, motionless. As I clipped the umbilical cord, the figures pulled their hands out of their robes and revealed that they were holding these long, jagged knives. All of a sudden, they thrust it into their own chests and began carving in a triangular motion. What the fuck? One by one, they began falling to the ground, with the blood pooling into the carvings in the ground. I wanted nothing more than to scream and run out of there, but I couldn't leave this young woman and her baby. And then I noticed that man, standing there by the altar, gesturing towards me, beckoning me to come to him. At that moment, the new mother looked at me and just mouthed the words, help us. I admire this woman's strength. I handed the father the baby boy and we all ran out of there. The second I crossed the threshold of the door, my sense of hearing came back to me. The sounds of the owls in the trees, the wind through the branches, the twigs and branches breaking under the feet of the hooded man following behind us. 
The parents, Baby, and I made it to the car and managed to lock the doors before the man caught up to us. He began banging on the passenger window and just screaming, They want him. They will get him. I, I peeled out of there and just kept driving. I asked them what exactly was going on back there and they wouldn't get into details. They just said the second they saw the little boy, they couldn't go through with it. After getting them and the baby cleaned up, they asked me to drop them off at the bus station. The last thing I knew is that they were planning on getting as far away as possible. To California, I believe. Since dropping them off, I haven't been able to shake this feeling. Like people are watching me. All over town, I can just feel people giving me these awful looks. And just this morning, I found a note nailed to my apartment door. And it appeared to be written in blood. I see you. It doesn't take a genius to know that that is a threat. I saw something that I shouldn't have, and now I have no idea what is going to happen. What can I do? Jesus Christ. What kind of ritualistic shit is that? The parents said they couldn't go through with it. What exactly were they going to do? And the woman that wrote this? She was being followed by something. And the I see you note on her door. I think I remember something similar happening in a letter a while back. I need to send this to John. Maybe he'll be able to look into this for me and come up with some additional info or something. Alright, let's open this next one. Uh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> 